She's a former public school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. He's a talk show host who's made a career covering politics from afar. Now, Christine Stegall and her husband Chris have chosen a new path forward for their child in Christian education. Join them as they explore and experience this important alternative in education for the first time. Welcome to Making the Leap. You can go, if your kids want to play sports, you can go to the public school and play the sport mm -hmm. that they have, you know. I mean, some schools get big enough that they can kind of create their own teams and start playing other Christian schools or something in the area. But as far as, like, being concerned about putting your, your kids in a, a somewhat smaller school, like, I had a great experience, you know. I feel like I turned out okay, <laughs> This is an exciting making the leap because this happens to be a maiden voyage of in-studio <laughs> guests. We've done lots of phone interviews. Uh, we've done some Zoom interviews and things like that. But we have, uh, since the Herzog people uh, set us up in this brand new beautiful facility, mm -hmm. uh, we're just now getting acclimated into a new studio. And yeah. uh, we said, you know, we'd like to start doing more in-studio yes. conversations. And so today... We begin that endeavor. I know. I'm excited. And I'm excited. Yeah, this is cool because for all of you who have ever thought, um, maybe I have a school in mind for my own community that I'd like to start, you're going to meet two people who have done just that. And it's a, it's a neat opportunity to have because we're all kind of, I think, I'm sure you guys are, we were, everyone's kind of swimming in this sea of what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I see what's happening that isn't going to work for me. I don't want to do that. I can't handle this. That's too far, you know. And so I, I think it's such a neat experience to be talking with you. I was just super excited when I came across. Um, That's the part where we introduced them, by the way. Oh, right. Well, I was going to say. So we have with us today. We have um, <laughs> Luke and Jamie Johnston, and they are out of the Kansas City area. And I was very excited when I came across uh, Jamie um, on his social media post, which I know sometimes people kind of are like, mm, no to the social media. <laughs> but she was asking for somebody to make desks for a school they were starting. And I was like, ah, I I want to talk to you. Like <laughs> you just found her by accident. <laughs> totally did. Totally did. And on the webs on the site that I'm sometimes like, this drives me crazy. And then sometimes it's really, really good, right? <laughs> yes. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I messaged her right away, got in contact with her husband, had a lovely, quick conversation with them, and was like, We're doing this because well, it was perfect. It was just a fate. Welcome to the show. God thing, and I should let's say. just start with yeah. A little bit of an introduction, who you yeah. guys are and what your idea was. I know I know a little bit, but I'd love to hear you tell it again. Totally. Well, thank you for having us so much. And the word I would use, not accident, but providence. Well, I was just going to yeah. say it was God, it was not fate, it was an yes. accident, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we are honored to be here. Um, so thank you for having us. I'll let you go first, though. I don't, her story is um, always better than mine. Yeah, so I don't know exactly how much you want to know, but I... Grew up in Iowa. And you're a nurse, I mean, by trade. Yes. Which kind of blew my mind because I assumed you were in the education space, but this is why I really right. enjoy this conversation. You have really nothing formally to do Correct. with education. Correct. Yeah. Yes, I, I was a nurse um, for, what, like 16 years before I... Yeah, I worked in a hospital for eight years, and then I worked in an allergy clinic um, for eight years. And... Um, stopped nursing when I was, when my firstborn was six months old and became stay-at-home mom at that okay. point. So that's, I haven't worked for about four years now, but. Okay. You have three children? Three girls. How old? Yep. Uh, four, two, and 
Three weeks. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, a brand new one. Teeny, teeny. Yes. 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 So, Luke, was the vision for yourselves as new parents first, or was it something greater when you talk about building a new school? Yeah. I, 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 maybe I shouldn't jump ahead. Tell us a little about yourself first. And then we'll... No, no, that's a great question. And um, I think part of what her story is helpful to this conversation is that she grew up um, in a really solid private Christian school in northern Iowa. Okay. She had a great experience with, and I grew up in a public, okay. you know, K through 12 okay. in Kansas. Okay. Um, and so her experience there was certainly helpful because when we first met, I think we actually kind of sparred over what were we going to do with our kids? Because mm-hmm. um, I was still pretty much like not perfectly happy with public education, but, you know, I made it through and <laughs> I was able to be a witness. And I took more of that uh, evangelist perspective, like, if you can get your kids equipped, they can be a great light in the school, which is mm-hmm. still very true. Mm-hmm. But um, she had an idea, said, well, if you see what things going, she was always updating me and showing <laughs> me like, you know, this is what's going on. And I saw that. I experienced that personally. Um, but so her, her experience there was super helpful and it really helped me get an idea. And obviously I was impressed by her and everything <laughs> that she had learned. It's like, well, this is great. Um, but I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor at Glen Haven Church um, in the Northland of Kansas City, which is... Um, praise the Lord, going to be the base for our school. Um, but I've been in ministry just for uh, five years or so. Um, okay. Before that was a worship leader, youth pastor. Um, okay. But I thought I was going to be a rock star. I, I, had, I had a band, <laughs> yeah. And then you needed to plan, you know, a second plan. Second right. Option, right. You needed to be able to pay rent. <laughs> but, you know, the small things. <laughs> right. Really ambitious was the was the start of your idea for a school after planting a church? Because, I I mean, what's funny, we've done previous shows on right. churches that are reluctant to even get into the right. private education space at all. Yeah, Never mind building, starting, planting a brand new church. You're doing well, both. Well, they kind of came sense. together because actually, so Luke started at this church, which is the replant in um, October of 2019. And we both kind of separately you know, probably the Lord, like putting mm-hmm. it on our hearts. Um, when we got there, we realized how large the building was. And there was all this, there's a whole education wing huh. that was not being used at all. There's wow. a downstairs that has classrooms that was not being used at all. It oh formerly gosh. was, they used to have some sort of Christian school there. Um, but it wasn't. And so we kind of both just like thought to ourselves, but like, wow, look at all this space that could be used for Christian education. And, and at that time too, was kind of the time where things were starting to shift a little, not starting, but like more so shifting sure. in like concern about the public school, sending our kids there. And so mm-hmm. I think for me, it was like, well, here's the space I feel like the Lord has kind of given us. And so, and and Luke ended up saying something about like, well, we have so much space here. Like, you know, and I think the Lord, you can answer this, but like kind of started putting it on his heart more because I was kind of more sold on it, obviously coming from it myself. Sure. sure. And like right. he said, he, he, he came from public school, but I do want to add that he said, he's a double PK. Both of his parents are pastors. Okay. So like oh, he yeah. also <laughs> had that home structure of like okay. facilitating, knowing to, uh-huh. you know, really teach your kids well, even outside of school. Knowing how to equip them well. Yes. Whereas exactly. maybe the right. average school, whether you knew wasn't. it or not. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Right. And but I think that's important to say, because I do think we talked about this yesterday in the car, actually, like knowing that there are parents that, you know, know kind of some things, but they don't have their, both their parents are not pastors or they weren't homeschooled. And so they don't have right. that background, that foundation mm-hmm. to say, oh, well, I can totally, I, I can equip my kid 
very, very well, and they will be just fine because that's not always the case with, right. well, it isn't the case with the majority of parents. Well, if I can put it this way, being in, so becoming a minister, but also being in youth ministry for a while. Oh my and gosh, yeah. Of course, we would have Wednesday night and Sunday night programming, and you'd have, you know, these kids coming in, and they'd, we'd have a 30-minute lesson prepared and then dodgeball and pizza. Right. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm me and our volunteers and other staff were trying their best to reprogram kids <laughs> in 30 minutes once right. a week Tough. when the school has eight hours a day right. with these kids five days a week five days a week mm-hmm. and i remember starting having some conversations with our pastors at the time and saying man we're, we're up against it here since when did we give up education right and we started having it was that's kind of some early philosophy ideas that we're battling. So when we finally, the Lord called us to the church we're at, which was, as Jamie said, a replant, which is a revitalization of a, was a declining, dying church. There were many things that were on the table that could be done for the church. And there was a lot going on and obviously um, a lot of different revitalization techniques. But one of them was they had this big honking building, mm-hmm. um, which I think a lot of churches are feeling right now. They have, might've have had a large Sunday school space or a large fellowship hall um, but we said, okay, our building can either be an asset yes. or a liability. Very true. And having a building can actually very much be a liability because, you know, you got to keep it on, heat it the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And so we just began praying about that. And the Lord was doing a work on my heart because I just I said, there's a lot of other things I need to do right now. There's much of things I need to pay attention to. Someone else can handle this. <laughs> but God in his nature mm-hmm. uh, stayed on me and stayed on Jamie. And as our kids were coming to school age, it said, Let's investigate this further um, and start so pulling where, some people. Where are you fishing then? Because this is a very interesting thing. I mean, here you have this new church. Are you targeting specifically your parishioners, or was the idea always to go beyond your parishioners? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, a little bit of both. So we do think that it's very important for families who want to educate their kids in a, in a private way to be connected not only at home, obviously, um, at school, but with a church. So okay. we really see the church and the school being like this, um, working together. We can provide and assist um, and can help you know, start this school, but uh, ultimately it has to start at home as well. So we do want to have a close connection. We really want to emphasize that you need to be in church. You need to be in a Bible-believing mm-hmm. church uh, that is subscribes to at least our statement of faith in some way, um, because if not, you're going to bud heads, right. you know, philosophically, discipline, um, education, because there are times you've seen with new Christian schools, if you're not careful, yep. mm-hmm. that they become reform schools. Sure. Um, and we're simply just not equipped to do that. But we do want to be able to reach out for families that are involved in churches that they love um, in the community that we can be um, a partner with. We have done shows, too, where this has been tried. I I, I don't mean to be a wet blanket, but let's be honest. (laughs) This is a tough prospect if it doesn't take off. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are pitfalls, and we've heard stories of schools that have gone on successfully for maybe 10 years, a dozen years, and then Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. very enthusiastic, smart, equipped people. Yeah. But in, they become in those roles. solvent, and maybe that's sure. because church membership isn't there or whatever. I, right. So I, right. this is a, you're growing. I mean, you're trying to grow the thing. Um, what's your model? I was very excited to hear that you guys have, um, through the Herzog Foundation, come upon their school box program, which is sort of a 
a startup program. That's what the Herzog Foundation's all about, is trying to encourage startups like this. Mm -hmm. So what should people know about it? Because this, it's, it's make or break. You gotta do it right in order to make it work. And, and you're off. in the very, very beginning stages of starting, you know, you're, you're planning for the fall, right? Is that your, yep. right. right? So mm -hmm. you're in the very beginning. So I'm curious. Yeah. But it's been a year and a half of, of prayer. Yes. And Probably even longer than that. I mean, okay. Right. Longer than that on our part, but pulling in new people. Okay. Um, pulling it, in people in our church saying, Hey, there's something God has laid on our heart. Sure. What do you think? Right. I don't mean to insinuate you were like, all right, Christmas. Yeah. We're going to start <laughs> no, a school no, and it's no, coming. No, no, no. Like that's not. Yeah. We know you're thoughtful people, but it's uh, even with it's the best very, intentions yeah. sometimes. I mean, it's so what, are, what should people yeah. know? I mean, this is not for the faint of heart, is it? I mean, what should people know if they're thinking, I think I want to do what they're doing. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's uh, obviously, like I was saying earlier, we were talking, it's, it's something that's affordable for families. And that, that was kind of our, our biggest not our biggest goal. One of our goals was to keep it affordable because I don't know how many, you know, in that same group that we were talking, mm -hmm. I see, I told Luke, I see mm -hmm. moms asking oh all the time about an alternative to public yes. school. And um, because they're worried about where the public school has gone. And so even us, like I'm a stay at home mom, like we mm -hmm. have a one, it's a one income household, you know, and um, we wanted to keep it affordable. And so I think for people to know that this is an option and people hear affordable and they're like, well, what does that mean exactly? Right. Because obviously affordable is different. Well, affordable is relevant to yes. everybody. Yes. Right. But if you could imagine a one income household, okay. <laughs> and you can, and he's a pastor, you know yeah. I mean? It's not like he makes tons of money or anything. So, um, to, to know that. And like Luke was saying earlier, um, we can, our goal is to keep it where that you add a second child and you're not paying double the tuition. You're paying mm -hmm. us like, $100 more, I think, is what our... Okay, that's right? interesting. $100 more a month is for that second child. Wow. And then after that, it's... Great. Yeah, so, and I think eventually we would cap it to, if you've got like five kids, mm -hmm. we might not, maybe wouldn't be paying over $500 mm -hmm. a month or something, you know? So right. um, we don't have that exactly. We don't have the, the number too exact, mm -hmm. but it's in that range of you're thinking... Great. More, not more than $500 a month for your whole, all of your kids, right, right, to come. So, And I know you're thinking the question is how. Right, right? yeah. How, <laughs> how are you keeping affordable? And I think it's good for you to speak on because the, the model that we are um, investing in and have, we did a bunch of research on curriculums. So that was the first thing. Okay, well, how are we going to do this? Is this a teacher for every grade like a normal school? Is this uh, going to be a certain like a, a Becca curriculum or Bob Jones curriculum, sure. the big players. And um, so we turned actually to Jamie's experience in the school that she is still going in Iowa, the school that she went through and that she had a great experience in. And that's an ACE, Accelerated Christian Education okay. School. And you want to talk to that? Because that's, that's yes. the model we're moving. So on. it's kind of like, um, in a way, works a little bit like a one-room schoolhouse. I love it. Um, Students have their own desks that they go and sit and work at, and we have what is called paces in okay. each subject. Um, and you set your own goals for the day, um, and then there's so you work through it after kindergarten and first grade. Now kindergarten and first grade is a lot more one on one when mm -hmm. you're still learning to read and write and all that stuff. Um, but then once you get to second grade, you do have your own office, and you're working through. There's a supervisor. Um, who basically is the kind of main head teacher. Um, and then there's monitors. And it's uh, one supervisor per 30 kids, right? 
yep. is the with recommendation mm-hmm. with one monitor. And then when you get beyond that, you would want to add mm-hmm. another monitor. Okay. Up right. to 60, right? I think a supervisor can do up to 60, but they recommend. The so your monitors. staffing is low. Okay. Um, because the teaching is coming from the paces, the curriculum right. that they're okay. working through. And they're individualized okay. to the kids learning. They would take a standardized test before they're placed. So, And you can also be like, the, something we enjoyed about the individualized nature is you can be in seventh grade math, sixth grade English. Great. So it's, it's also insanely helpful right yes, now you can also because so many grades. kids are struggling. Right. Yes. And that's also huge yes. too. Yes. That's amazing. And so then if the, if the students have questions, um, they ask the teacher. Teacher comes and help. They score their own work. Um, not tests, obviously the teachers do that, but, um, yeah, it's really, so it works in that they're, you're basically giving them, here's your work, Mm -hmm. work with it. If you have questions now, obviously there are certain, um, you know, math or science or something like that, that sometimes you have classes on or theology, that kind of thing. But for the most part, it's a kind of work at your own pace. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. And it's a definitely, it's a model we have not talked about with anybody that's come in. And I, no, we have had somebody one. like Montessori talked about classical Christian talked to, we did have somebody that we talked the with about the thing in my, little I, cottage. You correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Is it the closest thing I think we've heard similar is maybe like a homeschool pod? Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that, I mean, it's not exact. Yes. Because yeah. you're kind of gearing it. It's a little bit more individualized. This oh. person needs this, this person needs this, and it's not as homogenous. So when we decided to put our daughter in a Christian school uh, back in Pennsylvania, when we were first exploring this, we found a school that had just (laughs) started and she would have been, we think, eight, ten? One of ten. One of ten. Grades like six through ten. They didn't even have, they they weren't even going to go older. And so for us, as new parents thinking about this for the first time, we thought, oh, I don't know. Are we, you know, we were coming from the traditional large public school, and we hundreds thought, oh. of kids coming down. I to mean, this. now I think it's kind of silly, but yeah. <laughs> back then we thought, oh, I don't know, is this going to mess her up to take her from hundreds of kids and put her in a school where it's brand new and she's one of ten? Right. Um, we, now we're here, so that's not so much the issue, but it's still a much smaller school. Mm-hmm. Um, how big do you want it to get? And should small be intimidating to parents who are? Exp- Exploring this for the first time. Or is time. small the preference? Or well, is that, like, what are your... So my <laughs> experience of the school that I went to, mm-hmm. I think when I graduated, there were 30 students total. Okay, and so that was K through 12. There oh, were... Wow. Okay. In my class, it was okay. me and two other boys. Now, were you... Did you grow up in a small town in Iowa? I did. You were. Yes. So this was a... So this is actually interesting, too, because something else we've come across is... Are, are the people that are talking about, well, we don't have these options in our small rural. town, in our rural Missouri mm-hmm. location. They don't have these. And this actually is This is a rural model, option. isn't this it? Is yes. so, it would work you well see it for a, a lot rural. more, right? Yeah. I mean, the majority of that use this, at least at this point, is in rural areas. Because it's doable. Yeah. And um, a lot of times we get paralysis by analysis with these sure. things. And yeah. it's easy to do. But um, ACE, which is the kind of curriculum... Uh, manufacturer, but also they're a solid, uh, time-tested organization, actually. It's been around since 1970. Um, And they were one of the first to kind of come up with this individualized, paced Mm -hmm. education. And they've been growing, and they're actually overseas and doing really well. But they, not only are they just curriculum manufacturers, they've been really helpful as well in what it looks like to start the school. And there's a bit of a community there as well. Um, But they're 
being able to look at them and go, wow, there's time now where we've seen kids go through the system and see what their education is up against, you know, private or other public school educated kids and the colleges they've attended and jobs that they've taken on. And so there's really good statistics behind uh, what's happened with these students in AC schools. So we liked that. But the fact that it was so easy to get going and they okay. actually encourage you to make that leap, uh-huh. <laughs> um, to take that leap with right. a school, um, with a church. A lot of these schools are in churches, um, but they can be used in homeschool environments and in church environments. That so. was my next question uh, yeah. is, do you, do you need to be a church to do what you're about to do? No, you okay. don't. No. And that is part of the beauty of it because there are a lot of homes that are using this curriculum. Um, okay. particularly even knowing that, okay, if this doesn't work out with our church environment, it can be can moved mm-hmm. and modeled differently. But wow. I wanted to go back just to answer to your question about like parents being nervous about putting their kids, like socially, you still get good social interaction. At least I did, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. my best friends were actually like two grades above me and two grades below me. And mm-hmm. so, and we all just, you know, like everybody got along, which was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing too, is that the school that I did, and I know that other schools do the same thing. Um, you can go, if your kids want to play sports, you can go to the public school and play the sport mm-hmm. that they have. You know, I mean, some schools get big enough that they can kind of create their own teams and start playing mm-hmm. other Christian schools or something in the area. But as far as like being concerned about putting your, your kids in a, a somewhat smaller school, like I had a great experience, yes. you know, I feel like I turned out okay. Socially. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, it's not something that I'd be too concerned about, but that is, it is something area. to focus on because that is, I, I do think we are in a culture of, well, oh, they play sports. They're going to excel. They're going to use that for college. They're going to, you know, or, well, what if, what if my daughter is the one person in there who doesn't fit in with these four little girls and how are you going to make it work? And those are, they're real fears of parents. Yeah. I'm not trying to minimize them at all. They're real. Um, but I, I think the idea just with any of these leaps as people make them is almost all of them are, they can be overcome and they can be mm-hmm. um, met. You can meet these challenges kind of where they are. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, I, that's why I wanted to ask like, where you kind of lived in I because you're not in a rural area as you do this, but yet you came from one. So it's, it's kind of neat to see that crossing. Well, and it's, I don't know um, if I mentioned before or not, but Olathe has a school like this too. And they've been going since their first year, ACE's first year. So quite a while. In Olathe, Kansas. Kansas. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's still a really well-populated area. And I don't, it scales, it scales really well actually, because you just kind of, uh, have different learning centers. For example, if you start with kind of a one-room schoolhouse and then as you grow, you can go to a uh, one room with a monitor and a mm-hmm. supervisor for middle school age, high school age, okay. elementary age. Yeah. Okay. And then they do stuff together as well. So it does scale. Luke, we did a show with uh, Dr. Ken Parker here recently and we asked him about the hesitance some churches have in doing this. And lots of churches have different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still, I think, I don't know if it's fair to say unique, I don't even know if you could quantify it. How many churches do you think, regardless of denomination, and setting Catholic schools aside, because I think they're kind of the gold standard as far as partnering with the faith uh, for schooling, uh, how many Protestant churches would you say in total, if you could give it a percentage, um, have that school offering or would be willing to do something like that? Is it still not most? Yeah, it's not most. Not no, most. it's definitely. And minority. why do you think that is? Would yeah, be my next question. Well, that is a great question. 
you will find a lot of Protestant churches with, you know, daycares, mm-hmm. um, preschools, things of that nature. But in terms of schools that go the full gamut and go K through 12, yeah, not, not many. And I think education for the longest time has been um, a scary place for the church to engage in. Uh, and I, I can't know how far back this would go mm-hmm. because of how large and intimidating the public education realm well, can be. And I've it's seen a, a lot of pastors. Yeah, they yeah. stick their necks out there and the machine bites mm-hmm. back pretty hard. And a lot of public school teachers and administrators in their congregations don't yep. much care for talk mm-hmm. of... Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. And we have program. We have big programming churches. We, we, we've been big, obviously, in the past, I don't know, 30, 40 years on youth groups and children's mm-hmm. ministries and Wednesday nights and the whole nine yards as what we think is our supplement uh, to maybe helping those kids. And it's it, it's been fine, mm-hmm. but... To engage in education, that's just a whole nother, like I said, paralysis by analysis. What will this mean? Uh, what will that mean for our ministry to church, the church building? If we open one door, do we close another door? Um, so I, I understand the hesitancy, but back to what I said earlier, let's just think for a second. Public education would not be in existence without the church if it wasn't Mm -hmm. for the church it started with us right educating the masses started with us i think about i hear a statement where you know our our founding fathers were basically home educated they were not sitting in public schools soaking Mm -hmm. it in i don't mean to interrupt you but i no no absolutely explain that please no go a little deeper you think back on the reformation Mm -hmm. for example and for the emphasis on the reformers to say we want people to be able to learn how to read and write right. so they can read the, the Bible. Bible. So mm-hmm. they can know the Bible and they can know it in their own language. And that was obviously revolutionary. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it built on that and the idea that we want to educate, you know, Martin Luther said every stable boy in all of Saxony should be able to read the Bible. And so education really came out of that. And then, of course, even portions of the Enlightenment and the sciences and math, these were Christians, you know, who were leading the way in so many areas. And so for me, it's thinking, when did we give up education? Mm-hmm. Why did we hand it over? I don't know if I get too political to the state, <laughs> you know. Right. And there was a time where it made sense because there was maybe more. Um, the values might have been more in line, mm-hmm. but recently, as we've seen, particularly in the past three, four, or five years, for me, mm-hmm. I said, no, no, no. This is uh, parents are being ignored. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is totally different ideologies that are coming into play here. Mm-hmm. So. Instead of, and this is where we really heard strongly from God, I could fight all day with the schools. I could Mm -hmm. fight all day with what I think they should or shouldn't do. But ultimately, God was saying, quit fighting and start your own school. Amen. Wow. And it almost, you know, you look at the Shema in Deuteronomy and what it means to educate your children and to educate the generations beyond you. And it felt like, Luke, with the opportunities that have been given to you, and this church, and this community, if, if you don't start a Christian school, it will be disobedience. And I really felt that. Wow. And that was not something that I, <laughs> I would have fought that, Luke, <laughs> just a couple of years before. Like, right. how could you think that way? And so the Lord impressed it on my heart. And it's certainly, even with the open doors we've had, it's not easy. It's going to, we have to count the cost, right? right? right. Um, we have to, we're, we'll be going up against things. But because of what God has also been doing in the culture, Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's this movement. It's almost an advertisement, isn't it? Right. And then <laughs> yes. hearing about you guys and the Herzog, 
there's we're like wow the team out there so i would love for any pastor listening to this to know you're not alone right there are others myself you guys and many others who are willing to encourage you answer questions um, sit down with you pray with you uh, because i think that this is actually i really believe it this is education and the church taking back education Hmm. on its own terms is going to be the revival that the church needs. Wow. For us, it's not just that thing we do on the side in the basement. For us, this school is going to be Discipleship 101. Um, it, hmm. It's going to be this close with the church. They have to be together. When we talk children's ministry, we're talking education. So exciting. That's exciting. And, and there are, I, so, I, I can't, I mean, how many thousands of large buildings prime for something like this are out there, do you suppose? Oh, my goodness. Goodness. And how many pastors and or congregations <laughs> lament all the time church membership is declining? The church is, you know, there's we're facing all these struggles, but we're yet closing or cl- right, yeah. that are sitting right. empty for sale. I know of one big church that's just right. on the street that's for sale, that's, for that's sale. sitting empty. Yeah, I look yeah. at it all the time and I think, oh, you know, <laughs> I, like I, now that I know what I know and right. what people like you are doing. But yeah. there are people like you, I think, that have that background. And I think that's such a great way to think of it. it turn the tables. It's not just about education. It's also about the church. Mm-hmm. And what a great way to marry, to marry the two and with what you're doing. What's, what are some experience, what's an experience you said you really loved, um, kind of connecting and finding out about Herzog. What, um, you said you signed up for the, you know, the, the school box, mm-hmm. f- um, function. What's something that you didn't know existed in terms of support that you now know exists for support for you that somebody else might not know. And let's dumb down school box for a second oh, because yeah, there's some people that <laughs> listen and don't know what it is yet. And I don't know that I can accurately no. explain it. You've consumed it. Could you talk about what school box is for you? What have you done with it? Yeah. So we, we just started this process of course with, with you reaching out and one of our elders immediately jumped on it. It actually came to one of your events here. Yes. Um, I think so too. Yes. Was, that was our one of our first introductions. Like, did you know this is going on? Did you know what's <laughs> happening and the people that are involved in Christian education? But the school box, um, so far, well, the courses, there was an introductory course that was outstanding. Great. And, and so in terms of, because we're thinking through these questions, uh, all of the logistics mm-hmm. and the administrative pieces. And the well, things. it's like having to have that business background right. that you maybe don't have. That's yes, something that Daryl Jones, know. always, the president, he's always saying like, who comes into this? Really, very few people with the, with that MBA, with that background. Yes. Right? And there's so much business piece. That so that's in there. Be. So that's yeah. there. So immediately okay. there were these the courses that are provided, but then also the opportunity to be connected with a mentor. Yes. This was another um, big yes. piece and of so it. So that's actually the step we're in right now. If, Great. You know, Herzog encourages you to go through these courses first, mm-hmm. and then they will supply you with a mentor. And so we're already talking now about having a mentor come to our launch team Great. for this one of our meetings and to help us answer questions and talk administratively logistics Great. and encourage us. So that's all the, that's the furthest we've gotten to, but so far it's just been one gift after another. <laughs> Which gives we're me just... goosebumps. I mean, and this is all, I mean, we talk about this all the time. This is the beneficiary of this, of Stan Herzog who had this idea yeah, this and here we are Stan's talking. Stan's vision, the late Stan right. Herzog. Uh, and, and this is available to anybody, by the way. Anyone that's listening to this um, can access this school box program that you guys are talking about. So wherever you are in the country, right. this is applicable, so people should know that. Uh, let's talk about pushback for a minute, mm-hmm. because I don't want to make this all um, rose-colored glasses. <laughs> there will be challenges. There probably already have been. Yeah. 
So let's talk about what you're hearing, some pushback, uh, some uh, this can't work, or uh, parents or parishioners that are not so excited about it. What, what, what might people not think, see coming? I think that was um, one of the things, at least, I was kind of surprised by the little amount of pushback that we've got. Really? Good. So Good. Because um, I was kind of expecting mm-hmm. that we would get some. <laughs> and, you know, there might be people um, in our church or elders or leaders that are kind of thinking in the back of their mind, <laughs> I'm not sure this is going to work very great. Um, but I think that I would just say that it's one of those other like open doors that the Lord mm-hmm. is just kind of like everything just has been easy so far it seems mm-hmm. like now obviously we have concerns that like <laughs> this might not work mm-hmm. but ultimately we're like well we're going to try it we have the building it's not like we're going to lose a lot of money trying to create <laughs> to make this happen it's more like we just really feel like the lord is just continue to open doors and let us through and we're just we're just going forward but and you're literally as she said you're you're hey folks i need desks i mean that's what you're, <laughs> you're literally it's well that was a, okay so that was another thing that was like the lord so um we were actually there was another school that unfortunately did close down okay um in near springfield a town near springfield missouri um that were getting rid of desks and luke got a u-haul and went and got them yeah. <laughs> you know and so we got just I think two days before we're saying 20, lord we need we need yeah, this we don't yes this. yes and we because wow. we were like we know that it costs money obviously to build these certain this this because you were looking for looking a specific for. desk yes. yes and so then that was something that was like we were like well that was the lord yes. right absolutely um, and that's the only way we can sit here and I, maybe we're rose-colored glasses or hopelessly <laughs> positive in some way um is through prayer Mm-hmm. Yes. And just right. being radical in faith. And that's right. what I love about even the name of this podcast, <laughs> you know, being able to make that leap. Um, but it's not, it's not blind faith. It's faith in knowing that we have a Jehovah Jireh mm-hmm. provider, that, you know, who right. has cattle on a thousand hills. And we have the faith of a mustard seed and <laughs> we have a belief and a calling. And therefore, what, what can stop us now? 100% not easy. And there's, there's pushback from my camp, even Christian you know, mindset people to saying, Luke, this is silly. Don't you know you're going to hurt your kids, um, shelter your kids, uh-huh. you know, back to that idea that they should be lights in the public school or whatever schooling mm-hmm. they're in. And I totally get that, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I do. But I also say, you know, you're, you're rolling the dice a little bit. Yes, you need to be involved 100%, whether your kid is in public or private. Right. But do we really think that God as Christian families, would have us send our kids eight hours a day to be educated. It may be good education, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but with no mention of his name. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Right. No mention of Christian character. Right. I cannot honestly tell you that that's what he wants for us. Right. right? And so there's been that pushback. There's been kind of maybe, I don't know, the practical, theological pushback. There is some scariness to it, right? But at the same time, it's like, the alternative that we have right now, right. we don't even want to think about. Right. Well, no, we've had this that's... conversation with our own daughter, who is very happy where she is, but um, you know, in moments of frustration academically, uh, she said to me one day, she said, "You know, Dad, you can't bubble wrap me forever." And right. I said, "This is not about bubble wrapping. You quite the opposite. It's because we know right. exactly where you're going. Trying yes. to equip you. We want exactly. to arm you and give you a fair start. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Because there's going to be plenty of time and plenty of world out there. The secular, you know, world. Right. This is." 
Well, because they're com- they are coming for you. Like mm-hmm. whoever yeah. they is, whoever you want to, whatever, however you want to name them, they are coming for our kids. Mm-hmm. They're coming for us as parents first, but they're coming for our kids. And so I, we do, we talk about that a lot with her. Well, she did a fair shot. I mean, right. you'll, you'll be swallowed whole these <laughs> right. days. I mean, there's really, right. it's not, you can't come up for air. It feels right, to me. Right. And if you're not taught how to think, how to ask questions, how to discuss it in that setting, how are you equipped? You're, you're not equipped. I mean, we're, I feel like I, I'm always, I, I say this a lot on here that I'm this, I don't know, a baby, you know, baby Christian, because this wasn't my, this wasn't my forte background right. until my kids were born. And then I was like, hmm. and then I was teaching and I was kind of like, huh, you know, you just kind of have those moments. And then, you know, you just kind of come roaring out when you realize <laughs> oh no we there's a whole system under attack here and yes. we we need to set ourselves up as parents and our kids up for much more success yeah, by laying that world yeah, do, I, the I, biblical I, world i'm so do. glad you brought it up and I, I think about it all the time there was a weird and i don't know when you could mark it on history's timeline <laughs> that church took a back seat in this kind of community attitude that oh well, that's school over there and church is church here. Is here. Right. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know when that happened. I'm sure there's historical Which would be an interesting point, topic. But, I mean that would be an interesting Yeah. Well I think topic there was generally that that would be another piece of the pushback pushback with some of our older folks in the church. They have very fond memories of their public education yeah. and mm-hmm. praying mm-hmm. in school and mm-hmm. teachers yeah. that took them, you know, and, and I, we have a lot of wonderful we're at pub- church. Yeah. We're at <laughs> church. You know, they saw them at church. Yeah, yes. exactly. And so yes. they're like, why do we need this? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that's less now because like I said, the last couple of years, it's mm-hmm. become blatantly obvious to mm-hmm. many of them. Um, but part of that idea of this rose colored glasses of the public school mm-hmm. and I think we had a trust, a, a faith in our public school education um, mm-hmm. for a long time because of our country and its foundings, uh, and that was good. But things have—they've certainly changed, mm-hmm. um, and the church must lead the way. Amen. The church yeah. has to lead the way, and we got to quit as a, as church and as pastors leaving this just to the the radical few folks or the homeschool <laughs> groups that are the one that no, we should be leading this because that also puts the heat on. A little bit, you sure. know, competitive factor. When yes. schools start stepping up and with their facilities and with their connections, it it'll help mm-hmm. change the public schools Absolutely. for the better. And Let's, I just oh, I sorry, just wanted to add really quick too, because you know we've talked about like oh we've got this big education wing, we've got multiple rooms, all this stuff, but you don't have to have that to yeah. start the, this That's true. model school. Mm-hmm. The school that I went to, literally, we had one big room. Eventually, they built another sanctuary and it, we broke off into two, but. You don't have to have a large facility to do this. It is very doable if you have one extra room. So I just wanted to add that because people might, other pastors might listen and be like, oh, well, that's great. But they have this, all of this room and you just, you don't have to have and that. And you can do, do that all style. day long. You can make, you can say, oh, well, that would right. work for that. You can make <laughs> excuses all day long. And so I think that is a lot of what we talk yeah. about at some point. You do have to kind of cut the the excuse piece of it. Yeah, yeah, hundred reasons well, why just not trust. to start. And right. if you so remember find the too to that like it. most of these schools, this style is in rural areas. You're not going to have big, large churches in rural mm-hmm. areas that are doing this. These no, are right. just small churches too that mm-hmm. are starting them. So. But so they have the room and they have the people. I want to daydream yeah. with you to wrap up. <laughs> um, this gets how big? This goes where? I mean, perfect world. If you could script this and God was sitting here and he says, what do you want? Where does it go? <laughs> well, in terms of Glen Haven Academy... Um, like we said, yeah, we've been talking about, we're at the very beginning and we have positioned ourselves to have, um, we're starting small, but we would love to grow it. We would love to grow the model and learn 
Um, of course, we're using a curriculum that helps us, but it'll also be our own in a lot of ways mm -hmm. um, in terms of teaching critical thinking. Mm -hmm. some, it's a big value for us. So we are hoping to grow that. And, and to, to open the point at the beginning, we are, it's not just for our church. If there's someone listening to this and is interested in what we're talking about, we're open to them. The priority is obviously on Christian families mm -hmm. who are, who get it. Right, right. Um, but I, every day my heart is growing towards education uh, in this sense, because I do see it as such a front line. Um, so we're, we're, we're open to what God wants to do with our church in that regard, but we are also desiring to see more of the churches come together, yeah, and build even just, yeah, because a league. Like, <laughs> even Luke, like I said, he's a double PK. Like he's talked to both of his parents already and they're interested in it. They've started looking into it more and, and thinking about starting it down in Paola is where they're at. Um, and so it was never a question that they, I mean, much larger church, lots of programs, very little space to spare, mm -hmm. but just being able to be, you know, to see the doability yeah. of it. That's amazing. Has, you know, Especially, it's, it's kind of just like a for such a time as this, you know, we feel like Absolutely. there's now more than ever, parents are looking for an alternative and parents that are like minded that yes. are like, we want our children to be equipped, you know, like, <laughs> like you guys yes. are saying. So I think that's, if we can see, if we can have that model ourselves and see that, oh, they can do it because mm -hmm. we're not a big church. I mean, we're right. a big building, but we're not a big church. And, and so no church being an island. We and, want this connection. And what's your role going to be in it specifically, Jamie? What were you, I, I mean, you're kind of as a, and I guess both of you, what will your roles be? I assume you're taking. As of right, as of this moment, obviously having really small ones <laughs> right now at home, I can't do a ton of hands-on, but I'm kind of a resource for them for like obviously growing up in it myself and knowing mm -hmm. so I can answer a lot kind of, of questions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, but ultimately, um, you know, I used to think like, oh, as soon as the girls are old enough to be in school, I'm going to go back, back and be a nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, but now I'm kind of like, I don't know, maybe I'll be a monitor or something, you sure. know, like I'm yeah. happy to do that. That was one of the things that like my mom went and helped. Um, it was very much a parents helpful. They were the monitors. They okay. came and volunteered their time Sorry. and I'm happy to do that. You know, if it mm -hmm. means like it's something that my kids can go to and these other kids, these other families, like that's probably ultimately what I'll end up being, you know, awesome. going and wonderful being a part and then of. how about you what is your role specifically with the with the school yeah so i will essentially act as principal okay um with this this model it seems to work that way if it grows then we would love to be able to it, it'll yeah. it's, it'll take some time but mm -hmm. if it grows and having someone who is specifically the school principal and you're pastoring a church yes so that's <laughs> there you have small. it I mean, right no. That's, no. and not and not what you went to school for like no, that's no. what we you know that's something that i think is important it's not you did not envision yourself probably 15 years ago i'm looking to be a principal that goes right? back to the piece though is it has that's why the school has to be a huge portion of what right. our ministry is right. right um so and i've had that discussion with our leadership and saying this is going to take more of my time but mm -hmm. it's worth it Mm -hmm. um, because as we're revitalizing this church, this school, I think, is going to be in the driver's seat um, and seeing that happen. That's so and great. they believe it as much as I do. Yeah. And so I, I would love to talk about revitalization <laughs> through education, you know, yes. and I think that's a huge piece of it. So that'll be my role. And with um, this model, they usually encourage that, I believe, that right. the pastor is the principal. Okay. And the pastor works. has to be behind it, yes. right? Absolutely. So. And so if somebody, if let's say we've got somebody who's, in North Kansas City right now, in the area, and they're they're like this. This sounds really interesting. 
who and how do they contact you? Who do they reach out to? What are your what what would you prefer them do? So, so we've we our website is glenhavenchurch.com. Okay. And there is a tab academy. So okay. you'd go to the academy tab and there's an op, op, uh, a form there to fill out uh, some of your information. It's like a splash page at this point because we're we're still laying some of the groundwork. It has information about it. We would love for them to fill that out, okay. give us their information, and we will get in contact with them okay. um, about next steps, information. Um, we're going to be hopefully this in the next couple of months have some informational meetings for uh, prospective parents. So they it's go to perfect timing. I mean, that's yep. another reason when I was like, we need to talk about this soon because the timing of it is. It's now, like yep. not just, you know, not just now in our culture, but yep. literally now this is the enrollment period. It yeah. is. Yep. So we're going to put you on the spot, Pastor, to close us out with prayer mm-hmm. before we do. This is, by the way, um, and don't tell anybody else, this has been my favorite show. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> don't tell. I love it. No, it's, it's huge. Amazing. Yeah. What you two Praise are doing God. is amazing. Thank you guys. This yes. is huge for us to be able to be here. So. I, uh, truly. It's such a, it is, it is truly, I mean, stepping out in faith. I don't, we've heard a lot of remarkable stories, but right. this one is more impressive than most. Uh, so with that, I just want to say, if you want to reach out to the show. Yep. You can go ahead and contact us at hello at makingtheleappodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, uh, making underscore the underscore leap podcast, uh, Facebook and Instagram at making the leap podcast. We do get information via email all the time. I actually, if you don't mind, just because it was something that they mentioned, Please. I want to share really, really fast. Because here's the other thing I should tell people, if oh. they don't mind, five-star reviews and yes. written reviews of the podcast are helpful. So if you're a Spotify or Apple iTunes user, uh, leave a five-star review and write a review. That helps us grow and it helps algorithmically that whole thing so anyway but something that we as we look at emails as our like the production team that kind of comes alongside us sent us a message and um this came from liz and she said love the podcast it's been so encouraging um helping us to my husband and i it's helping us to get on the same page and making the leap next year to private school which i think is huge because like you said in as you were talking you were kind of you weren't both on the same page, regardless of your, you know, your, your faith-based beliefs. And then she said this, and because you mentioned your parents, I wanted to read this. I would love to have an episode to share with our own personal parents. So this is a woman wanting an episode for her own parents, directed to grandparents, helping them understand why we are choosing this for our children. Oh, great I know, idea. right? Right? And it said, our parents don't fully understand, my and we would love don't. to have something to share <laughs> no, my own outside of don't. our conversation. If that's a great idea. That's the show we're doing. I'm all about the great ideas. <laughs> yes. That's what we'll do. But I think that's something that that's, that's what this has been about is just the the conversations your own parents who wouldn't Older have folks thought. folks who aren't PKs. And that, by the way, is pastor's oh, pastor kid. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, some people might not know. But there are a lot of older people who had a perfectly acceptable upbringing in but public school. But you said school. that. You had parishioners that are like, we were fine. We did fine. Mm. And they don't understand. And they, our own parents, I think, are kind of like, yeah, why are you really? doing that? I mean, yeah. we they have grandparents that I think are all kind of, why, what are you, you're doing what now? Right. But it's not, they don't just, no disrespect yeah. to them, they just don't really understand what's happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They don't understand what's happened. So, so anyway. please reach out. I mean, yeah. at, you know, if you're listening to this and you, you know, you've got something to say, you're thinking, oh, I want to learn more about this. I don't know what AC is, can you, or ACE is. Can you explain that to me again? That kind of thing. Always, always send us an email. Interact with us on social media. Reach out, glenhavenchurch.com. 
Um, so you can talk with Luke or talk with Jamie. I think any of these options would work. Check out Herzog um, Foundation, where you can go ahead and find out about more about the, the school, school box. box yeah. Yes. So many exciting opportunities, and we're excited to have you along for the ride. We're excited to have our listeners along for the ride. Talk about our grandparents so, next. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> and but so, yes. Jamie, thank you. Before we go, Pastor, do you yes. mind praying us out today? Okay. Not at all. Awesome. Heavenly Father, we just come before you in gratitude. Lord, grateful for all that you have done, are doing, and are yet to do, Lord God. I thank you for this foundation. Lord, I thank you for the, the seeds, Lord, that you've been planting uh, here long before we could even imagine, Lord. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would hover over this place. And Lord, all of the families that are represented uh, listening to this podcast, Lord, that you're stirring in, Lord God, I pray that you would bring about a harvest, Lord, in their hearts, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, Lord, into the next step, that you would increase their faith, Father, to make the leap, Lord, forever you're calling them, Lord, that you'd be working on the hearts, Lord, of pastors that are listening, Lord, that you'd be softening their heart, Lord, that you'd be showing them the way, Lord, that you would be so clear with every person, Lord, listening, that you'd be so clear to us, Father, what we're called to do. And we just thank you for sending your son, Lord. And, and we thank you, Lord, for saving us, calling us out, Lord of darkness, and equipping us, Father, with your Holy Spirit. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray these things. Amen. 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 Making the Leap is a podcast presentation courtesy of the Herzog Foundation. Please rate and comment on the show, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you next time on Making the Leap.